0: We all want to do things that help others. We all want to serve and protect and to bring a sense of normalcy to a crazy situation. Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. It's been a while since my last confession, and that's really some funny humor because I am not really a Catholic, I am a baptized Catholic. But I am not a practicing Catholic. I didn't go to communion. I didn't go to, you know, uh, I didn't do the, the bread in my mouth, that wafer. No, nun, you know, no nuns tried to mess with me like that evil nun in that movie, The Nun. Uh, no priests. I mean, you know, back in the 80s, we were taught, you know, my father knew that shit was going on. And others in the family tried. Oh, it's not. My father would say to us, if anyone tries to touch you in that way, fucking kick him. Well, he said kick him. He didn't say fucking. My father doesn't like the F word. So here we are. And um, I am on the brink in the forefront of something very different. And I don't want to talk about it on here because some people already know. And you know, I, I was, first of all, it was something by chance, you know, we do things in life and think, oh, I couldn't do that. You know, my factor was I couldn't do that based on maybe something chronologically. Okay. Age. And they were like, no. And, and to my surprise and disbelief here, I was signing up and I'm thinking, what the fuck am I doing? But that's the beauty of life is you're going to do so you're you're going to go out there on the unknown and um you're going to you know the uncertainty of it and some you know yeah uncertainty is scary but at the same time there's a thrill for it uh for me because then it's like okay you know i'm flying by the seat of my pants or lack thereof you know commandoism but um and i am actually looking forward to this i've never wanted anything career wise like this before I I've been thinking about it and dreaming about it and uh, consuming myself within it and the verbiage and all these things that I have to do and I want to do them and you know it's like you're gonna take a big test and and you don't want to over study you know as a teacher myself I know about that and then as a student as well You know, you overstudy, you suffer from burnout. And I remember when I was in college and I was probably two months away from getting my bachelor's and uh, we had to, I was taking a, like a hybrid class. No, it wasn't a hybrid. It was a new class about the study of the Supreme Court. I mean, you look at how messy the Supreme Court is now. I mean, back then it was a, it was a cakewalk. And I had a very extraordinary professor and who was no longer with us. And we would discuss these things, you know. And I remember I had to do, we, you know, you do your note card for your exam. And I had flaps. I guess you weren't supposed to have flaps. But he never said anything to me. He, he approved my card. And so I had to do it at 4 in the morning because... You know, the news media, I remember I would put it on CNN and I would put it on mute and I would just kind of read the news because that's how I am. I'm weird like that. I didn't want any sounds, I wanted silence. And don't worry, there's a point to this, as there was always a point to everything. And my stories, I remember I had some students in the third grade once say to me, why is it you always tell a story when you're telling us something? Because there's a point to this. And they liked that. And that same student also loved that I wore the Mandalorian helmet and I will forever be touched and moved by that when he said, you kept your promise. And I fist bumped him and I said, buddy, for you, yes. And for the entire class, yes. But back to... Um, you know, uh, oh God, no, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) Why, um, we do the things that we do. And, um, you know, the point to everything and in this, this crazy life of uncertainty and scary things and dangerous things. And yeah, I used to be scared of dangerous things. And then, you know, you put yourself in situations and, Maybe it's because I'm gay, and you know, oh, trust me, there are situations I put myself in where even now I'm like, yeah, I'm su- surprised I'm still alive, and they involve things that I will not talk about and I will not discuss. But yeah, you know, um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I had my fun, and and also, I think people have this weird assumption about me that I'm this nice, nice, goody-two-shoes. First of all. My own mother knows that I am not that. Uh, She, you know, she's seen the good, the bad, and the ugly side of me. And we all have that. And there's a dualism. And so when when I told people about my next pursuit and my... I, I got cut off when I was fucking doing that, but... You know, we, uh, my, there's a dualism to everybody. There really is. I, I think with me, people think that I'm very nice, and I can be. But oh, you fuck with me, <laughs> you fuck with me, and you're on my shit list. So don't fuck with me. And um, a lot of that has come out of uh, you know my experiences in life and people thinking that oh, you know, victim, victim. No, 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 no. Please. You're talking to someone who got kicked in the head in high school and people beat the shit out of me and then I'd turn around and beat the shit out of them. And then, you know, the only time I think I ever used a weapon was I had a CD case because I always had music with me, always. And I, this one guy and I were getting into a fist fight and I swung it at his face. That was the evidence right there. They told me that they took it, take the CDs out, we're taking the case because I, I carried that thing was fucking heavy too. I hit that fucker hard. And um <laughs> yeah. It was it was an interesting experience. So, you know, to be able to live through that with sanity. I think a lot of people who knew me then were like because I was told I should go see a psychiatrist after high school because it had it did such a number on me. And some people were stunned stunned that I never tried to kill myself. I did think about it at one point um, a few times throughout my life. And then, you know, you realize that there is a vast and you really can't do that because time is not going to stop. It's going to continue once you're dead. So you need to experience this life. And I remember just thinking with high school, this is only high school and I'm done and I'm home free and you know when I went through those gates it was like going through the gates of some horrible story and, and you come out the other side and so really when when people think that they can walk all over me and, and shit like that oh please I have such intuition you've got another thing coming alright and a lot of that I, I cull from the females in my life and the female influence you know i mean i i think you know as a man and i've said this before to not just female friends but friends in general i'm aware of you know men we have we have our feminine side we all do i think men especially within the lgbtq and also even straight men um want to deny that they have a sense of femininity within them We all do, just as women have masculinity within them. we There is a dualism to all of us. And so my point really is to all of this, as the other point, I lost train of thought. Because, you know, uh, my brain is kind of calibrated a little differently than others. And um, so, you know, this dualism, we all have a dualism. So for people to say to me, oh, you're this good guy yeah and I had to explain to someone well you gotta understand like when I have to redirect people I have to put on a different voice and I have to put on this very kind of you do not do things like that if that's how you want to do this then you leave this room now and I will escort you to the office do you understand so there's that other portion of me and um you know and I have to turn that turn that up and so for people to say oh you know you but you're so nice and even my old mother was like yeah they don't know you like we know you you know the the uh the back end of some of my comments throughout life and some of my actions and i gave my family a run for their money the fact that they all still love me okay you know great thank you um yeah i i i was a fucking handful okay and also, you know, I was the eldest and so I was I was forever the rebel and I still I still have that within me and the black sheep and I wear that proudly, you know, not just being gay but the black sheep because my ideas and my thoughts and people have said to me, you're eccentric. Ooh, you haven't met my family. They're very eccentric. My old mother doesn't like when I say that. We are not eccentric. Yes, you are. All of you are. All of you are. My mother, my father, my siblings, oh my God, my siblings especially, even I, you know, I wear that proudly. It used to be when I was younger, oh, you're strange, you know, that kind of hurts. But then as you get older, you're like, yeah, I am, I am eccentric. I don't think like other people, I like certain things and and then the other thing is this assumption that I don't like sports. And I think people assume that about a lot of gay people that we don't like sports. I love sports. I like particular sports. There's a difference for me, okay? Football, yeah, you know, butts and pigskins skins getting thrown about. It's like, all right. You know, I'm more of like a soccer, you know, Like when um, they were having the World Cup and my students were just and they got me into that and they wanted to play soccer during uh, PE. And I absolutely love that. And especially within the Latino and Asian community that that force that you get to see that on television, people that look like you and people that. Are succeeding and thriving, and are playing a game that is internationally loved. Here in the U.S., that's a different that's a different thing, you know, because it's not football. And but see, all around the world, that is international football. But here in the U.S., we see that as soccer. So you know, it's an American football. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it. I get it. I understand it. You know. But yeah, we have have our dualism. Dualism is, you know, when I think of duality, I immediately, of course, some of you probably do, think of that Slipknot song. And I love Slipknot. You know, and he starts that off, I push my fingers into my... And I saw them do that live last year at Aftershock, and it was so fucking wild. And I love, I've always loved them. So to be able to see and Corey Taylor is just such a fucking showman. You know, that whole the whole lot of them, they just get up there and they fucking rock that shit. And it was hot and it was October. And they were every now and then he turns the fans on us. I'm like, Well fuck, I need some water. You know, and I lost a pair of sunglasses because my mosh pit opened up right next to me. So also remember to take some sunglasses that if they're cheap and they get broken, you got another pair. I got tons of pairs, you know. But that's besides the point. Now, to the, back to the dualism, that song, duality, I, I, you know, and I think of that when I think of the word dualism, because we all have that. We all have the dark and the light. You cannot exist without either or. That's the whole conjunction of all of that is that we are made of the stuff and our personalities are attached to it. And so yes, you know, we can do good things. We can do bad things. And yes, and sometimes, you know, yes, let's get real. It's it kind of feels good to do bad things, you know? Evil things. Oh, yeah, but they're not evil to us, you know? That's that's us at play, you know what I mean? Our are super id and ego and yes i studied psychology super id and ego is so alive it's like oh we really want to do this you know but we can't because it's yeah we can't we'll go to trouble you know you got the you got the little the two different personalities on your shoulders like they do in the cartoons and in the movies because it's an allegory and it's supposed to fucking teach you something and so where, where am I going with this? Because, yes, I had that point earlier and I lost it because, you know, my, my brain is like bur, 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 ADHD, ADHD. When we used to call it ADD in the 80s. And, and I know I have it and people like because I did take Ritalin and it, and it would put me to sleep in class. And so the teachers and my parents had to sit me down and tell me to learn to focus because my thoughts are like pshw, pshw. And all my past professors were aware of that. Oh, God, I almost said my pussies. <laughs> my professors. Oh, I'm in, I'm, in a, I'm in a very interesting state right now. Um, but, you know, the duality. And so as I think of my next venture, there's a duality right there because there's me. And then there's professional me, okay? And So professional me, that's where people were kind of like, what? You want to do that? And I'm not going to say what it is. Those of you who know are privy and you consider yourselves lucky, all right, that you know this this journey that I'm going to go on because it's a fucking journey. And I'm a little scared and I'm a little excited and, you know, I've never wanted something like this before professionally it's like oh my god i'm really gonna do this but then you know i have uh examples because i have people within my family who are doing that and so it's like okay all right this is uh they seem happy and they seem to thrive and to enjoy it and it gives them a sense of purpose and a sense of meaning but it's also a crazy crazy fucking thing so here i am gay guy <laughs> i'm gonna dive into something that i've never dived into before now at the same time yes i am a minority i am a first of all i'm, I'm you know of god my ethnicity is so funny because it's like okay and and i'm aware of all of it you know okay my mother is the portuguese and the flemish and this all this European blood that flows through me, but then at the same time there's daddy, and there's the Mexican side, and the the Comanche side, and, and French, and Spaniard and all these different things flowing within me. It's like a vampire could taste me, but like, oh my god, I tasted the world. <laughs> you know? But pillage and plunder, bitches. So um yeah, yeah, that that always, you know, because you have the dualism, you know. You have I have the Mexican side, and then at the same time, you know, I have this other side and so yeah you know dualism right there but here i am i am a minority because also i am a gay man so i'm going to go into a very masculine field a very masculine field where i'm gonna have to do a lot of yelling and a lot of problem solving and a lot of this and that and but at the same time i, I find humor in that because it's like oh my god you know i'm really gonna have to And I I hate that term, you know, straighten up. First of all, fuck that. I'm really going to have to, though, put myself in a position where, like, okay, you don't want to be fucked with. And so you need to put on the stoicism because I've learned all about the stoicism. and, And I think people thought that I lacked it. And over the summer, I went through some crazy fucking shit. And I went through a transformation. And I found my stoicism. And I found my focus In in such a way that I didn't have in my 20s or my 30s And here I am in my 40s And I have a focus and I have a sense of purpose That I I haven't had in a long time You know, it's kind of like better late than never Kind of like something out of Ghostbusters And, And so yeah, there's the duality right there Because I love to have fun and I love to party And I love to go to concerts And I love to be around people and I and I get a sheer joy from that and here I am I'm going to do something that's totally totally fucking different and crazy and dangerous and but then I think of everything you know we go through things that lead us to these moments that we're in and for me it's it's you know yeah it's a few near death experiences and realizing okay I I don't I I really need to live but I also professionally need to do something totally different that challenges me. And and I already feel challenged by what I'm currently doing, but at the same time it's like I want something more and I want something that's really going to push my adrenaline to The fucking hilt like a Janis Joplin song Janis Joplin could wail and she could wail to the hilt she drank that southern comfort baby and she sang the motherfucking blues and that's why I loved her I anytime I hear a Janis Joplin song it's like yes mama bring it home because that's what it's about that's what life is about going out there on that limb and it's like okay fuck it i'm gonna either look like a fucking fool but i'm gonna fucking do this and i'm gonna do it right and i'm gonna be exposed and i'm gonna be naked and i'm vulnerable and raw and you know as i say that i think of other things you know where sometimes you want to say something from the heart which is sometimes hard for me to do Because I don't want people to think that I'm overly, you know, I'm being sent, you know, too um, sentimental or uh, because people want me to be funny all the fucking time. And I can't be, you know, but there are certain things that if I want to say something from my heart and I mean it and I'm not just saying it to say it, I think people with me, if you know me, everything that I say, I mean. So if I tell someone this is how I feel either about you or the situation I mean it and the tone that I'm saying it in and the um, uh, the breath that I'm saying it in I'm not beating around the bush I know what I want and at the same time I know what is in my heart in terms of truth and in terms of uh, survival and um warmth you know we we all want that we all want to be able to exist and to have these freedoms that we have and and to be beings being being individuals i've always been an individual it's always it's been a tough fucking road being me because it's like some people get it some people don't and it can get lonely sometimes and it's like and then someone says you know I like how you think and then it's like whoa and then more people start to say that and then you feel whoa, I'm not alone anymore and I feel I have my tribe I have my people and that's an extraordinary thing now the thing that I'm going into that's gonna be very different because it's like I wear my heart on my sleeve and I realize I can't do that now once I step into what I'm going to step into and it's going to take everything that I've ever approached within me to be stoic and to really there's it's going to be a sea change I don't I don't want it to change who I am totally because I love who I am and who I am is me and people gravitate towards it and people love it and people some people are put off by it you know oh my god and I've been told I'm too much and at the same time I remember years ago a gentleman said to me that I was too aggressive with him and then he liked it and then he kept coming back for more and it's like make up your fucking mind I, I did say that to him I said make up your fucking mind I'm not gonna try to be something that I'm not this is who I am if you don't like it then what the fuck You know the, This is not Jekyll and Hyde Now um, Whatever I there, there, are some, there are some thoughts And there is some trepidation About what I am going into And what I'm going to pursue um, Because it is dangerous It's not for the faint of heart And um, here I am Gay guy going into it with, you know, yeah, there, there's a sense of the, you know, the minority, I am, I will be the gay person, you know, probably in a room of people who are straight, and I have different, um, and it's not so much desires or wants, but I have different capabilities than they do, and different thought processes, you know, like, if something if it's something if if i hear you know and and words 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 can hurt and they can hit and you know i've learned to kind of take it as a grain of sand now as i got older the word faggot i hated the word faggot and and now you know yes within the gay community we use as a term of endearment or a term of silliness and oh my god you know but um, I will be in a room full of people who like to say that fucking word and who are not gay. So it's like, okay. And I have to rise above that. It's like, okay, ha ha ha, you know. Um, and then also, you know, when you're in a work situation, you know, everyone talking about their lives and their private lives and their their wives and their husbands and you know as a gay person it's like oh okay you know and then working with other gay people you know you meet their partner or you meet their husband or you meet their wife and and it's a, and it's a good thing you know what i'm going into i mean who knows who knows you know will i be out and proud of course of course i will but it's not like i'm just gonna show up and say hey fuck it we're on the float now all right let's go and do our work you know no it's it's not gonna be like that it's gonna be i mean first of all i don't do that and second of all i'm very kind of careful at times who i out myself to because you know some people are put off by it some people you know one of my friends i went to go hang out with her and her sister was visiting and she said don't tell your sister my sister you're gay why well she's very religious oh jeez. And then I'm talking to her, and then she starts to figure out, and she's hearing my my verbiage and how I say things like fabulous. I love to say the word fabulous. And then she says, and then my friend and I are outside looking at some basil, and she says, my sister figured it out. Oh, great! That's great. No, now she's like, I think he's gay. Well, slap the baby. I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So, here we are. Um, it's almost the end of the podcast. I want to give a shout-out to Jason Almey, who had a birthday recently. I'm sure he wouldn't mind my telling the world that he turned 42. <laughs> it's okay, Jason. Welcome. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> there's some funny things I could say about that. Uh, but, hey, the world, the world is our oyster. Nothing is set in stone. You know, or as the, the late Olympia Dukakis said in uh, Moonstruck, and I love that movie because there's so many great moments in that movie universally that we can all pull from where she's uh, Cher. Oh, fuck, I love Cher, especially that movie, uh, Loretta. She's like, Ma, I'm 37 years old. Oh, come on, Loretta. I didn't have kids till after I was 37. It ain't over till it's over and when she said that i thought yeah that's true it ain't over till it's over and um you know as as we move into this this new decade and this new period in our lives and and you know people have teased me oh you're 40 plus and i then retort back you're 40 also so you know what? i'll slap your ass <laughs> and i've said that to a couple of people um well, maybe one, uh, yeah, but um, you know, it's like it's, it's it's all fun. It's all fun. It's all good. You know, we're in our forties. That's what we are, and we should be proud of it. We shouldn't try to be anything else that we aren't, and um, just enjoy it. Enjoy this ride that we're all on. The late Bill Hicks said that he says this is just a ride. You know, and then they, you, you know, you attach that to a tool song, and it's like, shit, third eye. Um, so I'm, I'm in a very jovial kind of mood, but at the same time, I am aware of this hallway that I'm gonna step into. This very dangerous and very uh, life affirming and life changing, because anything can happen. And I don't want to think about the good and the bad, but at the same time, I can't. You, I can't be in denial about this that you know what I'm gonna go into and I will I cannot discuss it on here at length all I will say is is that you know um things happen so if something happens to me then you know and I have to accept I have to accept that, I have to accept that, that uh say this it kind of hit me you know, you, you're going to do this this new pursuit, and it sounds fun and it sounds exciting and it's also very dangerous. And there's adrenaline and there's there's uh, situations and um, there are probably you know and I and this may not happen and, and but I have to be prepared. I have to be realistic about this that there may be a time one day when. I go to work and I don't come home and um, just saying that out loud is kind of maybe a little freeing because it's like um, you know but at the same time as I say that I'm aware that people care about me I'm aware that maybe one day I will have someone who wants me to come home and and I w- wouldn't want to do that to them. And I don't want them to feel that hurt. And so then I have to work my damnedest to always come home alive. Um, because, you know, I think there's that romanticism of that there. You know, you're going to die in battle And you're going to, you know, die honorably And yeah, I used to have that romanticism And it's like, not anymore It's like, I'm not doing this to die I'm doing this because I want to do this um, um, as, I, as I talk about it, I feel kind of a change within me Like, alright, this is what you're going to do now That You're going to do this for the rest of your life Uh, however long that is, and um, you're going to do it well. You're going to do it tough, and it's not always going to be easy, and life shouldn't be easy, and it should be filled with all these different things. Um, And the support that I've received of those who I've told, I I feel it, and I feel the love, and I feel... belief that i can do this and so that right there that right there gives me the courage and the tools to mentally prepare because i'm not gonna have access it's like all right you gotta dive into the deep end now and you know you gotta wade through these fucking sharks and you gotta fucking do this so when it's all said and done um I'll be me, but in a different capacity. And I will have to just accept that. I won't, you know. Because when you're, you know, when you're moving so fast and, you know, your thoughts have to catch up to you. And that's what it's like to have ADHD. Your thoughts are so fast and so frequent. And so you have to focus. It's like, it's almost like you're driving too fast and your body hasn't caught up with you. And it's like, okay, you know flying by the seat of my, I'm, I'm flying blind here, and that, you know, we're the oxygen and the brain and everything, and the disconnect, and so, but yeah, um, I am, I don't want to have too many fucking pauses, and I don't think I have, I think I've talked you all to the ends of the earth in this aspect, and you know, the beautiful thing is that I can't really dive into what it is, and some people have an idea. And some people who do know, you know, uh, I tell I've told those who I wanted to tell because if you're a part of my life, I'm going to tell you that because I feel comfortable with you. And I've told a few people and um, yeah, but yeah, a a lot went down this year and um, it, it changed something in me forever i would go on these hikes and i'd go on these journeys because i was just so um i'll admit this because i was so wounded i was just so i felt like i'd been cut open and i'd been cut into and just so exposed and i was like i gotta do something i gotta I gotta rechannel my calibration and my thoughts And work on myself And work on my spirit And work on my body And I went on this journey And I stopped watching television I still watch The Golden Girls every now and then And then when I was at the gym tonight I realized how annoyed I am by television Because all those fucking TVs And Fox News And Nature I, I love a Nature channel but it's like Why don't you go outside and fucking witness it And so that's what I did I would go on these journeys Go to the beach and go to the lake Almost every day Because I could And witness these experiences And talk to the moon Yes I did Or talk to the ocean And and say something that I have to say And how I feel inside Which was deep And I remember I would walk or run to the edge of the beach Because that was my goal Is to not just get my steps in, but get all the way to the edge of the beach and to to live there and to focus, and sit in the sand and feel the water and, and just put it over my face. And then, you know, I would go and do training all day and then I would train some more because I just, I felt it. I felt this vitality within me. And here we are. I'm about to pursue something so different than I've ever done And a lot of that also had to do with the physicality. I was getting in good shape and and not perfect, but... And I had this drive and it's like, you know, here I am. And it's like, I can apply this because you got to run. You got to do all this fucking crazy shit. And I thought, okay. And it's almost like, you know, you do... You know, there's no such thing as a coincidence in life. Everything is leading up you know everything is interconnected so this this journey that i've been on is interconnected okay and i feel it i feel that everything in my journey you know hiking and going to these beautiful destinations is preparing me because of how precious life is that's the other thing is when you look at a an ocean uh i think dr Angelou said this you know You'll never be as big as the ocean because it's so huge and it's so massive, and we're so tiny compared to it. But it's so beautiful to just watch and to bask in. Or going to the lake and looking at something so magnificent like that, this body of water, and because the way water makes us feel, and why have why we have to be around it all the time. And then for me, the moon. The moon has always spoken to me ever since I was a little boy and it's always made me feel safe and understood and heard and I'm going to leave this in because I'm not afraid to cry and I would go and watch the full moons and the super moons and I would talk to it and I'd light a candle and I'd say what I want to say to it some secrets and some hopes and some wishes and I would, you know, say that and so it changed something forever in me for the good because I felt, okay and, and, you know, not so much warrior mode I did feel like that in some aspects but it was like, oh my god and I felt this purpose within me to just continue moving And you know, it's that old thing you know, with sharks, if a shark stops moving it dies and so it's like, I have to just keep going and going and going. And then sometimes that's why I can't sleep is my mind is just fucking racing. Like, Oh, we need to do this. We need to do that. What the fuck? What about that? You know? Um, I mean there were times I would go to work with very little sleep and my brain is just like, ding, 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 because it, it's just firing off all these neutrons and everything. And, uh, You know the frontal cortex And the occipital lobe And oh jeez It's like fuck I know all those terms And um but yeah This is uh, Life is so meaningful And so that's really what it's about Is when you look at an ocean That's what it's about When you look at a lake That's what it's about When you look at a moon Or a meteor shower And you feel it and you forever feel it in you and in your heart just like when you look at someone's eyes and you see their soul and you see them for who they are not for who they're trying to be but who they are and that's an extraordinary thing and as I say that I think of a photo in my mind and I won't say um, but I remember looking at that photo. <laughs> I remember looking at that photo deeply and intently, and just thinking, "I see you in there. I just do." And those are those are moments where you see the world for what it is. And its complexities and the people within it and the beauty and the beasts and the madness and the craziness. And I'm all for that. I'm all for that. You know, um, when people say to me, you know, can you handle this? Yes I can I can handle it. I think people don't realize my my set of blueprints in this life and my experiences. Oh, I'm I'm prepared. I'm fully, fully prepared. You really can't... Stun me or shock me. It's like, okay, we're going to do this, you know? And we are going to go on this journey and... Experience, and... It's not going to be easy. Because the world is not supposed to be easy. And it's not supposed to be. Uh, You know, it can be peaceful, but at the same time... Peace can only last for so long before something... You know, knocks it in, in its shin... So what I'm trying to say here is is that I finally have learned to just accept things. And at the same time, when I was in my 20s and my 30s, timing, you know, my grandmother, may she rest in peace, although she's probably haunting me, would always say to me, you know, kiddo, it's about timing. She was so right. And I didn't pay attention to that in my 20s and my 30s. In my 30s, I was just all over the place. I was probably going to visit friends all the time, not realizing things that I should be doing for myself, you know. And then my family, you know, and then all these babies are being born and I was going to go somewhere. And I decided to stay because I want to I want to see them grow up. I want to see them grow up and even though that was good for them i didn't get to have a life that i should have had and and that was my choice so now you know here i am it's like this is a life that i want to have for me because i've always put my life on the back burner and i'm talking about a life and and so yeah, my I was so indecisive in my thirties. It's embarrassing. It's fucking embarrassing how crazy I fucking was, and and I didn't know what I wanted. And I remember, you know, I dated someone, and it wasn't perfect, but it was it was very loving and it was very passionate. And I'm all about that. And he was probably that eight years older than me and didn't really bother me and at the same time he wanted he wanted you know us to be probably a couple and i was like "Uh uh-uh i'm not ready for that i'm not and then here i was in my 30s i was 30 and i was not ready for that and i and i i first i looked back and i thought what the fuck was wrong with you you're stupid my god you dumb motherfucker and and then you know you go look for this and you go look for that um so now as i've gone through all these silly things and transformations and see changes i am aware of timing and i'm aware of how fragile it is and how fragile life is and i'm not just saying that although maybe i could be someone knows better than me don't you uh that, yeah, I almost died in August. And and that really... I've come to terms with that. And I accepted that. And I don't have flashbacks about it. But it was fast. It was fast. And, and when that went down, all I could think was okay. Because I had a premonition about it years ago. That I knew at one point in my life I was going to flip a car. And I was either going to die. That was probably how I was going to die. Because that's what it was in the premonition. Or I was going to live. And so when that went down, and this is the last time I'll talk about it, when that went down, um, there was something I was thinking about, and the car is rolling, and I'm thinking, "Oh my God, what's gonna happen?" This is it? This is it? Because I'm not. Because I will be honest, I was not ready to go. I was not ready to die yet. I thought that you're, I got so much stuff to do. You know, not buy presents and stuff and shop Because I think that's what people fucking think Oh, I gotta do this, I gotta buy this No, 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 no I was thinking about experiences and people And connections and, and family and friends And everything And all I could think was, oh god, I'm not ready I'm not, I don't Don't do this, yeah, not now And You know, making a promise And thinking, okay, you know If you give me this moment And I will do something meaningful with my life, with purpose, then please let me live. And when you will, I did say this, I remember it, and I said it inside my soul, when you want me on that day, years from now, you can come get me and I will be ready. It's like something out of a movie. And um, so, yeah. And my father thought it was kind of silly I said that. Because he says, oh, wasn't your time to go? But you'll know. You'll have a dream about it. Oh, great. Because he has premonitions, too, according to him. And um, so, yeah, that's uh, this long journey of life. And it's about to get longer. And it's about to get crazier. And I'm all for it. You know, I'm not. I'm not this wilting flower. Oh my God, we can't do this in front of him. He's just going to faint. Fuck that. You know, I do things in life because I want to. I don't do things because people make me do them. I do them because I want to. Whether it's doing something naughty or crazy, I did it because I, I, me, the man, wanted to do it. I wanted that experience, okay? And I'm not ashamed of that. And so dualism, as we started the show off with. Dualism, right there. That's an example of that. I do things because I want to. Nobody can make me do anything that I can't I don't want to do. But when I wanna be very naughty and bad, of course. Oh, I'm gonna Okay, you know super id and ego all right fuck that we're gonna do this you know because yes sometimes it it is fun to you know do something that you shouldn't be doing or you know to break a boundary oh we shouldn't be doing that well you know we're doing it okay there there are moments like that Uh, if there are too many pauses in here i apologize i'm Just saying it as I say it, it's like popcorn. It's popping and come on, come on. (laughs) But yeah, this has been one hell of a trip and I am on a trip uh, talking about all of this with you and my hopes and my fears and my desires and everything in between. And at the same time, at the end of the day, there's my dualism, you know, I am this man who you know is very caring, but at the same time, I'm I'm fucking nuts. You know, I have things that I want to do, and and very ex- very crazy expectations, extraordinary expectations, and you know, it's it's huge, and it's it's this, and it's that, and, and the travel. You know, I want to travel, and, and I want to live, and I want to love, and I want all these things that we want we want you know i as i say that i think and i think in movies you know there's this really great scene in uh, pollock about jackson pollock marshy gay Harden, and um ed harris and ed harris is playing jackson pollock they're both nominated and she won and there's this moment where he wants a baby you know and (laughs) as i say that i kind of chuckle it's like oh geez didn't think about that and um she he says well i want to have a he says to her, I want to have a baby. And she's like, the vows stip- don't stipulate baby. She's like, Jackson, we are painters. Jackson, we are artists. We can't afford children. And then she's like, and and you, you want, you want, you need, you need, you need, you need. And you know, that term want and need, and you know, cause we all have our needs and we all have our wants and our creature comforts as my friend Kevin would say. What's up Kevin? Um, so, yeah, you know, um, for me, here, here's the thing. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm sure I would have made a great father. And um, it's not over yet. Remember, she said, what did she say in the movie? It ain't over till it's over. I don't foresee it, but at the same time, I'm sure someone else is foreseeing it. Probably has more of a clear cut path than I do, you know, of uh, the vast that the horizon that lays before us. And who knows? I mean, you know, like I said, I'm open to things. I'm not, I don't cancel it out. Like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I wouldn't be a great father. I wouldn't be a great this or that. No, you know, I'm at the point in my life, okay, you know, if that's what we're going to do, that's what we're going to do. And um, it's going to be a challenge and it's going to inform and change. and But at the same time, it's meaningful and it gives you purpose. You know, this is, you're like, okay, this is why I'm alive. This is why I'm alive to do this, to be a, a person and to exist and be an individual and live a life and live a life uh, fully. And, uh, you know, that's where it kind of now I, I understand. It's not about how, how old you live to be. I used to think, oh, you know, if only I could live to be 90 something, my grandfather would live to be 91. But then I'm starting to realize, no, because then I. I want to fully live and, and that may end up, you know, maybe it takes a little time off of me and affects me and, you know, and, or if I have to fall off a cliff and I get injured and it's like, oh, okay, there goes 10 years, boom, boom, boom. But I, I climb that cliff, you know, I climbed El Capitan. I want to one day, that would be fun. Um, or, you know, doing, going on adventures and that's what life is about. And that's what I was trying to say earlier was. Is going to all those wonderful places The ocean and the lake And being able to feel that And I and I felt it I mean, I was, I was wounded But I felt it in such a way That it made me smile and be like Okay, things are going to be okay Things are going to be okay You're going to be okay And go have some lunch and go have a drink Which I did And to bask in that And to bring you all with me That's what I tried to do Is to bring everyone with me, you know to share in this this wonderment and you know not to say oh look what i'm doing ha 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 no 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 because i i believe in bringing everyone to the table and i've always believed in that is to bring you all to the table and to include inclusion have everyone with me you know like if i've joked if i ever did win the lottery i'm going to take everyone with me you know it's like okay what do you want you know let's go buy an island fuck it let's go to Kal- kalamazoo let's go to paris i mean that's what it's about is sharing ourselves with people and sharing our ideas and our hopes and our dreams and um it makes me think of people who have done that with me have shared their hopes and their dreams and their desires and, and I don't talk about that with other people because that is an intimate thing. And, you know, when someone tells you something, you make a promise. You make a promise to them that that is between the two of you. And it's an extraordinary thing. And, um, you know, my dualism. My dualism is really I am a caring person, but at the same time, i'm a man and you know there are things that i'm gonna do that not everyone is going to approve of whether it is you know uh the beast within me oh i i, I have a beast within me you know it's like okay i gotta do this i do that whether i'm trying to prove my masculinity or you know chase after this or that or you know and and then you know you start to understand that's not what it's about and um it's it's about life and it's about having connections and meanings and uh, if i could break away from the dualism I mean, professionally and personally, I'm going to have to embrace that because it's like, okay, you know, there's my personal side and there's my professional side. And I love to have fun and I love to bring everyone to the table and I love to bask in that and share it. And, and I have passion and I have desire and, you know, that like everyone else says, I don't deny my desire and I don't deny my passion. And um, it can be a little crazy sometimes. It's like, okay you know and that's where you if i could if i could so boldly quote no i don't want to quote that song um okay i will (laughs) because we're talking about passion we're talking about desire and being bold and you know it's like where he says um i just want you to know who i am that's what i want you all to know this is who i am this is me and I'm full of complexities and dualism, just like everybody else. And there's different sides to me and different, um, what is it, um, colors to me, to quote that beautiful song that Whitney sang. Um, remember, she says, I I will not change all my colors for you. I, I love how she phrases that in that song. Um, it's, it's all about music for me. Um, yeah, so... You know, that's what it's about. It's about being a person and it's about being free and open. And it's taken me a long time to get to that to be as open and as free and to be as bold as I've ever wanted to be. You know, for the universe to allow me to accept this part of me. And here I go into a new stratosphere, into a new venture that is a little scary, a little exciting. And at the same time, as I say that, I'm grinning because it's like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this and I'm going to be successful at it and talking it into existence. And it's like, okay, people are going to be like, why are you fucking here? And you have to rise above that. Like a really good punk song, you got to rise above. And so I wanted to just talk about that and where my mind is at this moment in time and uh how it feels and it feels different. It feels I've never felt like this before as I as I uh consider not so much consider but prepare. Prepare for something that I've never done before. And um oh there's there's a whole bunch of those in the in the in the can, shall we say, that need to uh happen. And um there there are a few things that I don't want to talk about. Um, personal things that i'd like to experience and um people probably are assuming they think they know what that is and sure if you want to assume go right fucking ahead but you know they're personal and i'm not going to discuss them and um i have my hopes and my dreams and my wishes and i keep them close to my heart as all things and that's my dualism you know i have secrets just like everybody else I have secrets in my own soul and, um... I only share them with people who show me their soul and show, you know... Yeah, the eyes. It's about those eyes. If I could say for me... You know, and this is... A silly thing, I'm gonna say it, but that's almost, I'm almost running out of time on this fucking podcast because there is a, a marker, you know, and I'm in 50 minutes in. Um... You know, we all, they always say, you know, what's the most, the one thing you notice about somebody when you're either attracted to them or you're talking to them? It's the eyes. Something about the eyes and the voice. You know, when you look into someone's eyes and you just see it, you see not just a spark, but you see who they are. As I said earlier, you see who they are and you see them for who they are. And you see all their complexities and you see their love and their joy and their sorrows and their evolution as a person and, and where they want to go with that and um it's an extraordinary thing and then the, the voice um, I love when people speak to me there's some people that I could listen to for hours speaking or singing or you know reading the phone book um just um when when a, when a special voice hits you, whether it's a singer or whether it's someone talking to you and they hit you in such a way, intimately, that's what it's all about. That's what life is about, is those connections. And that's why I'm here, to connect. And here I am, I'm going to connect in a different way, professionally. And um, it's going to be difficult, I'm sure and I can foresee a lot of things and there's a lot of things that I can't foresee, you know, because that's my life and I just gotta be prepared and as Queens of the Stone Age said, you gotta go with the flow so I've enjoyed talking to all of you, this was a long one and when uh, those who know me know I like it nice and long (laughs) (laughs) more ways than one so it's been fun It's been one hell of a trip. And um, make life meaningful. Make life special. And um, maintain your connections with people. And always look into their eyes. Because that's really why we're all here. You get to look into someone's eyes and you get to see so much and if i could quote that song again um no, I yeah i'll quote it see i don't want to second guess myself and i'll just quote that fucking song if, you probably know what song this is i mean just the lyrics alone remember when he says i'll say this about looking into someone's eyes because i've looked into some eyes and i'm like whoa where he says, You're the closest to heaven that I've ever been, and I don't want to go home right now. There have been a few people where I've looked into their eyes, I've gazed into their eyes, and I'm like, Yeah. I I understand that now. I understand that. The feeling, the vibe, the moment. And so it's been fun. Here's to my next adventure. And as always, um, <laughs> Use the tongue.